book of Revelation, uh -huh. chapter 7. I am not your old rat, I am not a Then I met Jesus and seen that the stone on I was running with the shit. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Wisdom Podcast, where we provide you with the wisdom to win in every area of life. I'm your host, Carrie Brown, and on today's episode of the Wisdom Podcast, we will be doing our R&R number two. Now, remember, R&R stands for request and response, so it's when individuals send in questions, um, and I answer them on the podcast. So let's get rolling. Today, we have four questions, uh, so let's get to it. The first question is this. It was, a, it was a long question. I just shortened it down to simplify it, but the question is this. Is closure important from a relationship? Like after a relationship is done, is it important for you to go and get closure about basically the why of the relationship being apart, separating um, from the other individual? And so for me, um, to answer the question of whether or not closure is important, I would say no. And the reason I say no is because oftentimes when you go and pursue closure, um, the conversation that you have oftentimes opens up the wounds that were in the process of healing. So I don't think it's smart um, to go pursue closure because of the fact that, hey, you can reopen the wounds that you have already been working on healing, especially if the relationship is fresh. But then also, I don't think that it's smart um, to go and pursue closure from a past relationship because um, a lot of times when people go pursue closure, it's because they're looking for the other person to say it's not them. When really you don't need the other person or the words of the other person to, to position you to self-assess. Like if you self-assess the relationship, if you look at the relationship and say, hey, what about this relationship did I not like? What did I not like to be a part of this relationship? Um, how, how did I grow from this relationship? If you do that yourself, that'll position you to give yourself closure rather than seeking closure from the other person, right? So simply, do I believe that closure is important at the relationship? Not at all. You good by yourself. Sit by yourself. Assess yourself. Write down the lessons and messages that you've grown and adopted from that relationship. Apply and walk in those things confidently so that you don't make your the mistakes that you made on your end again in the next relationship. So question number two says, why would a person keep attracting people they aren't physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually attracted to? So that's a great question. And my wife and I, we get this question pretty often, and, and it's pretty simple. Um, there are two reasons mainly, primarily, um, that you would keep attracting people that you're not attracted to. And the reason, one, is because the people that you're attracting are on the level that you are attractive to, right? Everybody in life desires to be in a relationship, a committed, lifelong relationship with an individual that is a high-quality man or a high-quality woman. But the issue with that is, in order for you to attract a high-quality man or woman, you yourself have to be a high-quality man or woman. And so what happens is, oftentimes, because um, we have not done the work necessary to, to elevate ourselves to being a high-quality man or woman, we attract people that are attracted to the level that we're on. Or we attract people that are on the level of belief that we have that we are deserving of. A lot of times we get in relationships with people that are external expressions of our internal beliefs. Like they're the expression, how they treat us, what they look like, the, 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 the way that they meet our standards and expectations and desires or don't meet them. Um, that is a reflection of what you truly believe that you deserve. And that's why you say yes again in that relationship. So one reason could be um, you're not the high quality person that you need to be to be attract the high quality individual that you desire. Therefore, you attract people on the level that you're on. Or two, um, you're not positioning yourself in the right places to be able to attract these high quality people. 
High quality people um, are in places that high quality people are. And what you have to do is you have to ask yourself, um, what, because a young lady wrote this question, what are the characteristics or qualities of the high quality men that I desire to be with? Okay, all of this stuff. Where would the individual that is that is interested in all of this be? Right. So, for example, if you're interested in an individual high quality that likes to work out that is healthy, Go to the gym. If you're interested in a high quality individual that is interested in in reading books and growing themselves in knowledge and personal development, go to Barnes and Noble. Right. Go to go to places where where books are. Go to conferences. Go to places where individuals are growing, because that is going to position you in the environment and the space to be attracted to or yeah, to be attracted to um, a high quality individual. Right. So the two reasons simplified is. One, the people that you're, you're not, you're not the high quality individual that you need to be to be able to attract the high quality individual that you desire, whether it be because of the lack of work that you've done for yourself or the false beliefs that you have about yourself, or two, you're just not positioning yourself in the right places to be able to attract or bump into these high quality people that you desire. All right. Question three says, how do you have courage in the face of your enemy? Right. And so y'all know me like I love talking about stuff like courage because it's related to fear. And so because in a general sense, um, you know, being courageous is feeling fear and doing it anyways. But um, along with that comes the definition of fear, which is a disconnect with identity. So in order for you to be courageous, um, really, you shouldn't even want to be courageous. You should just be confident. Right. So scratch courageous and let's put confident because. You need to know who you are, connect with who you are, and walk in the confidence, power, authority, and dominion that was given to you by God um, as an individual made in his image and likeness. So the key to doing that is really connected to your identity, and you do that by, one, um, going to the Bible, studying Jesus Christ, his characteristics, qualities, and the characteristics of God, because in the beginning, God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. So you're creating the image and likeness of God. So if you want to understand and recognize um, characteristics and qualities of yourself, Go study Jesus. Go study God. Right. But then also you need to take back the power from situations, circumstances and experiences um, that you've had with other people um, and take the power back to define yourself. Some a lot of us are allowing ourselves to be defined and redefined by people, experiences and circumstances that we experience. Um, and in doing so, it's caused us to have a limited belief about ourselves when God created us as limitless individuals. Right. So that's that. Um, and the last question says this. What makes a man become a narcissist? Right. And so I had to Google the word narcissist because I don't use it. And I've heard I hear it all the time, but I don't really know. I didn't really know the 100 percent definition of it. So when I Google it, it says a narcissist is a person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. So basically somebody who's self-centered. And so I wrote down three words to define or to describe um, why somebody becomes a narcissist. The first word is example. The second word is experience. And the third word, or really it's two words, unmet expectation. So example, an individual becomes a narcissist when the examples that they were provided with of how to be themselves but in a mature state is narcissist. A man becomes a narcissist when the, when the, when the adult males in their environment are narcissistic because them seeing that environment, that that example says to them, hey, this is what a man looks like. Therefore, this is what you have to do and be like when you become a man. Right. The second one is experience. When you become narcissistic as people, um, you attract to be, you attract to yourself people that will be attracted to that. And a lot of times narcissistic people are attracted 
are attracted to um, or attractive to um, individuals with low self-esteem and insecurity. Right. Because that type of people, because that type of person um, doesn't see themselves as 100 percent valuable, they're going to attract a narcissistic individual because that narcissistic individual is going to the way that that narcissistic individual treats them is going to be in alignment with what they believe they deserve. Right. And so the last thing I wrote is unmet expectations. When you have expectations, um, when you're self-centered and you have expectations of people treating you a specific way and you get in relationships, if you do get in a relationship with an individual that is, you know, low self-esteem, insecure, lacking confidence, them treating you the way that you expect to be treated um, as a narcissistic individual, that's going to support your narcissism. But then also, if you try to get in a relationship with somebody who don't play that or they aren't going to do things to support or promote um, your narcissistic view of yourself, um, that's going to turn into unmade expectations. And that's going, to, that's going to make you more narcissistic because that's your expectation. And because that expectation is going to be unmet, that's going to cause you to try to force that other person to meet that expectation, which is definitely 100% narcissistic. And that's you really lusting after whatever it is that you, the, the, the treatment that you desire. Because to lust after something is to have a selfish desire or selfish ambition over something. So that's you just seeking something just for you and your selfish desires. Right. So that's it, beautiful people. That's our four questions for this week. I hope that the answers to these questions did not just help um, the individuals that ask them, but also you guys that are listening. If you have any questions or comments or concerns that you would like for me to touch on or discuss on the podcast, um, Instagram, DM me at the character Brown, or you can email me at info at the fit pastor one at gmail.com. If you have not taken advantage yet of your free 15 minute consultation, click the link in the description box below and let's get it popping. Let's begin working on, on ourselves and um, position ourselves to live the life that we desire and deserve. I thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Wisdom Podcast and I look forward to speaking with you guys next week. But until then, peace and blessings. What?